Hello, this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden, and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden! (laughs) I have to give basically like full credit for today's episode to Sophie Prock, who interviewed me for Senior Salute. And to give a little bit more background in case you're unfamiliar with what that means, 88.9 The Bridge every year does this thing called Senior Salutes, where um, underclassmen like freshmen, sophomores, and juniors are assigned to interview as many people in the senior class as they can. Um, And then those interviews run over the summer. And so Sophie interviewed me because I'm a senior and I am being saluted. And it's kind of crazy like that I've been listening to these interviews throughout like all of high school, um, thinking about seniors as being like so distant. And now it's me um, and the people around me and my friends. So crazy. But anyway, I thought it would be fun to play it on my show so that you can hear me being interviewed about my high school experience and what I've learned and how I've grown throughout high school and all of that. So before I talk too much longer, let's get into the interview. Today is a very special day because I, Sophie Prock, am here with Eden Voss, our student general manager. The reason we are here is to honor our seniors and especially Eden. Eden's going to give the insider scoop on what it's like to have almost completed her education at Mercer Island High School. How are you today, this fine morning, Eden? I am amazing. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, this is super exciting. Finally, your own senior salute. Yes. So what are three words to describe your high school career at Mercer Island? Okay, three words. Narrowing narrowing it down is kind of difficult, but Mm -hmm. I would say fabulous, epic, and interesting as the blanket statement one. I agree. I feel like I, you use the word epic a lot. Yes. I like that word. It, it, it fits well with your personality. I feel like I take the words fabulous and epic and I make them very widely applicable to a lot of different things, even if by definition, that's not what they mean. I've created my own definitions for those words. So I like it. I like it. Thank you. What's your favorite memory from MIHS? Oh gosh. I think for me, because I've had so many different experiences throughout high school, it's really hard to pick one, but you know what? Okay. You know what? I will pick (laughs) my, my junior year. I coincidentally wasn't playing a sport during the play season. I think it was, was it, was it fall? Um, and so I did Mamma Mia the musical and I had never done anything like that. Well, except for my fifth grade play, but basically I'd never done anything like that. And I was I was in ensemble, so it's not like I had a big part, but learning the Mamma Mia parts and being with like all of the, the drama kids who, who do the musical, it was so much fun. And oh my gosh, I'm terrible at singing and I can't dance, but it was so fun. So that was probably actually one of my favorite memories from high school because it's so new. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome. I love how you just 
put yourself out there. You saw that you weren't doing anything. You just went for it. I don't think I could ever do that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. How have your friendships ebbed and flowed throughout your time here? I think, I, I mean, I think at the beginning of high school, people told me that my friendships were going to like ebb and flow, that friendships change. And I didn't really like let that sink in and think like, yes, they do. But now looking back, I'm like, my friendships did definitely ebb and flow. Um, and I think that that's completely normal and expected. Um, and, but what is nice is that none of my friendships like went up in flames throughout high school. So now that I'm a senior reaching the end of high school, I can kind of like reconnect with those old friends and see where they're at now. Um, and it's not like we'll never be friends again now that we're not best friends now. Yeah. That's a nice thing to look back on and be able to know that you didn't burn any bridges with anyone. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What clubs and extracurriculars were your favorite and were they worthwhile and why? Okay. Uh, my, cl th this is a very, I have very sprawling extracurriculars. And I think actually my freshman year, which maybe this is unique. I didn't really think about college. I didn't think about it until like late my sophomore year when people told me I had to, but I was just very like scattered. And if someone told me about something, I would go just because why not? And so my clubs, I got really involved in like random projects. Like I got involved in Amnesty International Club my freshman year. And I ended up as president my senior year just because I had been going to the club meetings. Like they were like, well, you're, of course you're gonna be an officer because you 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 go all the time. Um, so I was involved in a lot of the social justice clubs freshman year. Um, and then as I went through high school, it got a little bit more targeted. Um, I ended up getting involved in women in STEM club um, late my sophomore year when my friend was actually restarting it at the high school. And that's another one where I'm not, I don't excel at STEM subjects and I'm not interested in pursuing a career in STEM and I knew that. And I had this like crisis when I was first involved in the club where I felt like this imposter and I was like, I shouldn't be in this club um, because I'm not as good at everybody else. I can't answer these complex questions. But really what I showed is that you can be interested in something without having to know all about it. And I think it was, um, it built my character, um, not being the best at something, but still being interested and involved in it. And I ended up learning a lot from that. Um, so that's clubs. For sports, I bounced around a lot. Um, I tried cross country. I did a season of gymnastics. I did a season of soccer. Um, Lacrosse is the only sport that I played all four years. Um, and then I played ultimate Frisbee. I started, I think it was my, I think I started my sophomore year, maybe my junior year. And I loved ultimate Frisbee. I highly recommend it. I played co-ed season. Um, and I think I tried to do diving, but then it wasn't really for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been kind of a, a sporty person. I enjoy playing sports and I'm really competitive. So I like the competition aspect of sports a lot. Yeah. Um, even though I, I do think that it was a little bit wrong of me to keep cherry picking sports, but it was good for me to try out different things, I guess. That's like every sport that's ever been played at the high school. <laughs> <laughs> so many and it's, it, oh my God, too many. 
how have you changed throughout high school and what specifically changed you? I think the biggest thing that changed, which I guess is more of a development, not a change, is just my character as a whole and becoming more confident in myself and embracing my strengths, but also this sounds cliche, but embracing my strengths and accepting my weaknesses, I think has been really, really important for me throughout high school. Um, and that took me a really long time to do because I think I used to get really, really hung up on where I fall short, um, but didn't really put a lot of emphasis on the areas where I'm strong. Um, and now I've learned to kind of use both and figure out how they can work together to my advantage. Um, and so that's probably how I've I guess, quote unquote, changed the most, but it's more that I've just become more confident in traits that I already had. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's really cool to see. Do you want to, um, do if you're comfortable, do you want to share your weaknesses and strengths? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think I can really like to control things and take over all of the work and not let other people do it. And I've learned that that also it gives me the, the quality of leadership and being able to lead. So I've learned to use my leadership, but also know when to step back. Um, I know that I'm really creative and I can make projects happen, but sometimes I can get a little bit in over my head. So like, I think every really strong strength that a person has, usually there's some sort of weakness that comes along with it. And that sounds bad, but it's not inherently bad. Um, I think it's just good to be aware of when you reach an extreme. Um, like if I'm really into this project and I'm so excited about it and then it has me forgetting something else that I have to do or disregarding an important detail or forgetting about another responsibility because I wanted to be doing something else. Um, but I could go on and on about my, my strengths and my weaknesses um, as I think a lot of people could. Well, I think it's, it's really awesome that you notice them and I feel like noticing them you're aware of them, that, that makes it easier for easier to overcome them, I guess you could say, and really admire your strengths as well. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of leadership, you're in radio, obviously, we're doing this senior salute. Yeah. Explain the lessons and the best parts of radio and what it's like to be general manager. What's that like for you? Um, yes, okay, I think by far the biggest lesson I've learned from radio is that Though I have a lot of interests and skills and they feel really sprawled out and disconnected, they do have the ability in a lot of different ways to work together. And it's made me feel like a lot less of a scattered person being in radio because I've learned that, oh, I have all of these interests and these things that I've learned about over the course of high school. Let me bring them together into a show. Or I'm helping to lead this team of people that have strengths in all different areas. So little bits of me can help with all different areas. Um, I don't know, I think I've benefited a lot from radio and it's helped me grow a lot as a person and become more confident in who I am, become more confident in my leadership abilities. And I highly recommend the program to anyone, um, even if you're not interested in radio broadcasting as a career path or in general, because there's so much for you to do within it. And I think it can help you discover a lot about yourself. That's so true. That's awesome. And I, I feel like everyone can take something from radio, whether it's 
like you did a lot of the video, you did a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. stuff, whether it's video or sports broadcasting or design aspect of it, making pro- posters, things like that. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. So yeah. what is your, what is, what specifically is your favorite memory from radio? Oh, that's okay. I, I think it's hard because there's so many like memories from high school, like picking my favorite. Um, but something I remember specifically is when we went to, I think it was, wait, was it, I think we went to tour KEXP. Was that, was it KEXP or KUOW? It was KEXP, definitely. Um, <laughs> and we went on a, we went to this, like, there was like this event happening where a bunch of stations were coming together to like have these little stands and talk about their stations. And we got to tour um, the facility and it was right when I was really getting into radio and I didn't really know any of the kids, um, but it was so much fun. I, I just remember being so fun. And you, anyone who, who's there probably remembered how fun it was too. Um, and it's sad because I think we would have gotten to do a lot more of that if not for coronavirus, but I'm glad we got to do it once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've only been a part of radio. This is my second year and I've missed out on a lot of those things. I wasn't able to go to that because I had something else. I had a prior commitment, but also Seafair, things like that. Those are so cool and such awesome experiences to be able to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And those are just so special. Yeah. And as I mean, for you and the rest of high school, I think a lot more of those opportunities will arise, especially post COVID. Yeah. It's exciting. Trust me, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so Eden, I'm sure you've been asked a lot about this, but Northeastern, you're going yeah, yeah. Northeastern. That's super exciting. Tell us about that, why you chose Northeastern, why it's right for you. Um, so I think regarding college, I don't, I never have anything very specific to say because I don't really know what my future holds and what I'll end up gravitating toward. Um, but I am going to Northeastern University in Boston. And I chose it because out of all the schools that I was considering, it was just the standout by far. There's a thing called the co-op program, which allows you to do an internship for a semester um, for credit um, or all students do it. And then you graduate with an internship, which I think is super cool. It sets you up with a lot of work experience and you get a lot of real world experience. I love the atmosphere and the location. I, I love basically everything about it. Uh, so hopefully I love it. I've never been to Boston, so. <laughs> Have you, you <laughs> haven't toured it? No, I haven't. That was, yeah, that was a little bit of a gamble, but I feel like the, the exciting parts of the school would outweigh anything that I didn't like about the location, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Boston is a gorgeous place. Like fall in Boston, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. So you're a senior, you've been through all the years of high school, you're almost done, you have what, like a month and a half left, Mm -hmm. kind of sad, but it also means you have a lot of experience and you know what's going on. So what's your advice for students to come, like underclassmen like me and incoming freshmen, all those students? Okay, so I think for, for freshmen, like when I look back on my freshman year and I'm thinking like, oh, what would I tell my freshman self? Like, there are all of these things that I think about that I did and the way I acted and what my character was like and what my values were, where I cringe and I'm like, oh, why was I like that? And at my, my knee-jerk reaction is to tell myself to not do those things and to not be like that. But at the end of the day, 
the reason why I was like that is because I was growing as a person and kind of discovering who I was and what I was interested in and where my strengths and weaknesses were. And so I wouldn't really want to like redo any of that. Cause if I, if I told myself to change any of it, I don't know that I would be exactly who I am right now, but something really big that I think I would tell myself about is, and tell um, other freshmen about, we learned about this in psychology recently, but in my interview with um, Mr. Randolph, which you can actually listen to on Spotify, if you look up Garden of Eden, um, he talked about how this thing called the fundamental attribution error has really helped him. And it's basically the tendency to underestimate the impact of the situation and overestimate the impact of someone's disposition. So basically, do you know when you'll send your friend a text and they won't respond for a few hours and you start to overthink it in your head and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so, they're so annoying and they're not thinking about me and they don't care about me, but really they could just be like at QFC without their phone and they're not on their, like, it, it's that. It's, and I think as a freshman, understanding that there are things beyond my control and people are going through their own things that don't, that don't have anything to do with me um, and kind of uh, getting over myself a little bit, um, I would tell I would tell people to consider the people around them as much as possible. I like that. I feel like, and you brought it up before the common theme mm-hmm. of growth. It's so it's so prevalent in high school right now, especially, and just I mean coronavirus and your senior. You just you know that. Yes, so that's awesome. And I think. One other piece of advice that's little that I want to add on because I think this is another thing that I've kept in mind throughout most of high school is this thing that my mom always said, um, if you don't enter, you won't win. And that sounds like, oh, so obvious. But it applies to competitions, like enter the competition because you might win. That's happened to me so many times throughout high school, just from entering, you might win. You don't know who, who else is entering but also to clubs, to sports, to opportunities, projects. Like if you don't send in the application, you won't get the job. If you don't apply for that internship, you're not gonna get it. Um, and so I think entering is how you win and, and it's super important, even if you fail a bunch of times in order to get that one success. Yeah, well, thank you. I think that was very poetic. <laughs> I like those lessons that you taught me. I'll definitely hold that in my heart as my high school years go on. So thanks for that. (laughs) Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here, Eden. I'm so glad that I could learn more about your high school experience. 88.9 wishes you the best of luck for what's to come. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. And that was my senior salute. Again, a huge shout out and thank you to Sophie Proc for interviewing me and making this episode of Garden of Eden possible. It was so much fun. And that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening to my show, Garden of Eden, which you can listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 88.9 The Bridge. I hope you have a great rest of your day.